Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back in. Uh, what a tournament. What a, what a victory. What a paycheck for Ryan Fox over at that BMW PGA Championship. And of course I had to get our favourite golf analyst on Bruce Young out of Australia. Um, we've got the Warriors going well, we've got the Rugby World Cup on, but Ryan Fox is grabbing the headlines. Bruce, uh, magnificent performance. Yeah, it was a tough night last night, Staff. I, you know, I stayed up watching that and of course there was a rain delay during the course of the final round at Wentworth. Wentworth, just such a fabulous place. I've had the good fortune to caddy and some world match play championships there. It's just a beautiful, beautiful golfing estate. Really smells of money around there, that's for sure. And uh, uh, but as you, and speaking of money, as you said, what a huge check he won! Something like two point six or two point seven million New Zealand dollars, one point four five four three five million euro. Uh, his most significant win. That's certainly the flagship event on the European Tour outside of the majors. It's always been considered that, and always attracts a huge, a high quality field. And you've only got to run down the list of guys that finished. Ahead and and behind, uh, sorry, behind them, that um, uh, you, you you appreciate just what an amazing performance it was to be the field of that quality. He's moved to number three on the race to Dubai rankings, bearing in mind that he finished number two last year. And it's been really interesting this year because he's played a lot more in the United States this year. Um, we know that he's had some uh, off course issues. He's had the the birth of his second child, and he. I think his father-in-law passed away and that disrupted his schedule quite a bit as well. Um, so he's had to travel a lot. But in 19 starts, I was just looking at the, uh, his stats, and in 19 starts this year, despite this being only his second top 10 following on from his third place finish last week in Ireland, um, he's made uh, 17 of these. He's only missed two cuts in those 19 starts. So despite the fact that it's only his second top 10, there's been a lot of consistency there. And, uh, you know, it's really just culminated in these last two weeks with this third-place finish in Ireland and now this really breakthrough win in such a significant event. When I say breakthrough, it's breakthrough because of the the quality of the tournament and the field that he beat. Yeah, he mentioned um, in his post-round interview, he doesn't quite know why it went right. And And I'm looking at his performance at Wentworth, 101st, 43rd, 97th, 20th, 63rd, withdrew first. Now you've carried for some of the best golfers in the world in your career and there's that old saying horses for courses. Well it's true with golfers for courses. Can can you talk to the relationship between a golfer and the course and how it fits their eye, how it doesn't? Well you are very right and when you're trying to assess a tournament from a betting point of view you always try to look back and see where players have played well, previously, and whether that golf course does fit his eye. And he did make mention of that during the course of the week, even after his second round uh, when he was in contention heading into the weekend. He talked about the fact that Wentworth hadn't always been good to him. But I think he's a he's a different golfer now, isn't he? He's a he's a much more experienced golfer. 
He's he's been in contention a lot over the last three years in some of the big events in Europe, and maybe uh, I think he had a bit of a break prior to heading back to Ireland, or maybe just prior to Ireland, he it had a break, and I think maybe he, he might be like a good horse. He might go pretty well fresh, but um, I think he's scheduled to play in France this coming week. Uh, but, um, you know, there's probably still a chance that he can grab second again. McElroy will be hard to knock off as far as the race to Dubai is concerned, but John Rahm is between him and McElroy, and there's a possibility that he could potentially grab second again. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I just think he's become a much better golfer, and I think that's the reason for the improved showing. And he did talk also, I don't know whether you saw this in his post-round interview, he, he talked about the fact that he's been working a lot with um, Carl Morris, who's obviously his mental coach this, at the present. And he talked about the fact that he's now focusing on beating the golf course and trying to beat the field. And it's an interesting perspective, isn't it, that he just he's placing more emphasis on not worrying about who's, who he's trying to get ahead of, but more especially just trying to beat the golf course. And that he was able to bounce back from that triple bogey at the third hole, which is a pretty tough hole but he had a wild drive there lost the ball took triple bogey there and then was able to come back with eight birdies tells the story of an amazing attitude that he has and I think to sort of Frank this performance is I'm wondering if the selectors of the Ryder Cup teams are looking into his lineage to see if they can get him in the team because (laughs) all 12 members of the European Ryder Cup squad were playing there and he dusted them all well, yeah, they did. But but having said that, uh, I bet the uh, European captain uh, will be absolutely, Justin Rose will be absolutely delighted with the fact that um, so many of his players were right there or thereabouts. There was just about the whole team finished inside the top 20 or 30 or so. So I think they'll head to Rome in a couple of weeks' time. Pretty excited about the current form of the European side that takes on the Americans. Um, we've just had a text, uh, and you might not be ready for this question, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. A text from Josh, and he's and he's asked, "Where's Live Golf at? Does does it have a long term life, or are we? Is it going to merge? What's going to happen with Live?" Well, the indications are that it's going to be probably January when some some finalising of the arrangement that they first broke on June June the 6th, wasn't it, or in early June anyway, they indicated that it was going to be some sort of arrangement between the various tours. But I think I made the comment last time you and I talked a few weeks, talked a few weeks ago. I think there's still a hell of a lot to go before we have a clear indication whether the two tours can uh, be compatible with each other, whether they can, whether there's an arrangement where players can play both tours. I still feel that there's still enough grievance amongst the players that that it's not going to be plain sailing. I mean, it looked fantastic when the well, fantastic for some, but it looked like it was going to be um, uh, the the bringing together of the two factions in world golf, and it was going to be um, the, the cure we were all looking for, perhaps. But I, 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 the indications that I've seen and read, and things have changed and do change, but the indications have been that it's probably uh, January before we get a final uh, decision or indication of which way this whole thing's going. And before we go, Bruce, I know Ryan Fox is grabbing the headlines, but it's been a pretty healthy few months for Dan Hillier as well. I think he's really just continuing to... I mean, he had a bad, didn't have a good week this week I don't think but he he's really developing into the quality player that 
we've always thought he would be. I think he was twice in a New Zealand amateur champion. He was an Australian junior champion, had a hell of a pedigree as an amateur. And now that he's won on the European tour or the DP world tour, which I struggle to call it, but um, <laughs> now that, now that he's uh, uh, won on the European tour and obviously had those couple of wins on the challenge tour, I think he's just building great platforms for himself each and every year. And I think uh, Daniel Hillier will go on to become one of New New Zealand's best golfers in the years ahead. That's my feeling on him. And being September, we're not far away from our gaze being averted over to the great tournaments you have towards the end of the year over in Australia. How does the Australasian PGA Tour look to be shaping up? Well, they sort of rebuilt the tour over the last couple of years or so, and they've introduced a lot of smaller tournaments, $250,000 tournaments, which in the overall scheme of things these days is not particularly uh, impressive. But what those tournaments have done now, they've provided continuity for a lot of young players, Australian and New Zealand players, to really build their game and and, and take their game to the next level. I mean, the two, the two or the three flagship events on the PGA Tour of Australasia are the the Australian PGA Championship the last week of November, the Australian Open in Sydney, uh, the Australian PGA is in Brisbane, and then the Australian Open is in Sydney the very first week of December. And the New Zealand Open is now considered amongst the top three events on the Australasian Tour as well. So we've got a bit to look forward to, uh, but many of those tournaments will start over the next few weeks in places um, like West West Australia and a few other lesser events before we get to the flagship events, if you like. Yes, brilliant. Always good to catch up. And again, I'm short notice. I'm trying to give you more and more notice, but we didn't know Foxy was going to do what he did overnight, Bruce. (laughs) I'm more than happy to talk about it. It was an exciting win. And and I've just got to say also, isn't he such an impressive player to watch? Mm. How little time he takes, just gets on with the job. And even that six or seven foot putt that he needed at the last to birdie to break clear of Aaron Rye and um, the other, oh, Tyrrell Hatton. Uh, he just got over the putt and got on with the job very quickly, almost before you had a chance. And I know in my work as an on-course commentator at the New Zealand Open a couple of times, I've been with Ryan on the course at commentating on his group. And you have to keep your wits about him because he goes about his business so quickly <laughs> that uh, he's, he's got the shot over and done with before you've even had a chance to call it if you're not careful. So, But that's that's encouraging and it's, it's lovely to see somebody that just gets on with things. And I think that's probably the best way to su- sum Ryan Fox up. He just gets on with things full stop, not only on the golf course, but he's a... No, he's, there's, there's, he, he, he just, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? He's just, he's just a straightforward, decent guy. And you could just tell from the commentary this morning uh, from London that he's just loved by the, the golfing tour generally over there. People really do like him, and it's because he's a no-nonsense sort of a character. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know whether you saw, I think the European tour posted a little video and they, uh, like a telescopic mic picked up, he whispered into his caddy's ear, he said, mate, we got entry into the Masters again next year. And the caddy said, well, <laughs> well let's go and win it then. <laughs> so yeah, it's just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and I think these platforms that he's building for himself now and the greater confidence that he's getting and the fact that he's spent a bit of time in the United States this year playing key events, big events. Mm. I know he's played majors for quite a while now, but you get the feeling that uh, it won't be too long before Ryan Fox is really competing at the pointy end of a major 
and uh, I don't think it's beyond him the way he's performing at the moment. Mm, I think we're all in agreement here, Bruce. Uh, as always, thanks so much, my friend. We'll catch up again. Okay, cheers, Steph. There he is, the wonderful golf analyst Bruce Young out of Australia. We'll take new sport and weather.